The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch for reviewing of our show homes a brochure or for more information let brb homes take the stress out of your build check out brbhomes.ie wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah that plush and the best part for every item you purchase Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness Bombas big comfort for everyone go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase that's bombas.com/acast code acast Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome to episode 2 of Big News Coming Soon with Alan Clark and Karen O'Malley. How are you? I'm great now. How are you getting on? Not too bad. Delighted to be back and nice and relaxed in the comforts of my own sitting room this week. Yeah, thanks a million for having me here. And like, is this actually your house? Because there's no photos anywhere. <laughs> yes, it's my house. Yeah, of course it is. There's a photo of cookie. It's not even hung up. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I painted the sitting room recently. And I was Part afra- of it. I was, <laughs> I was afraid to put hooks in the wall again. Yeah, this is my... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just as I pictured it. Unlived in. <laughs> now, the one thing I will say for a man for a man that doesn't drink much, there's a serious collection of spirits over there. Yeah, but they're all ornaments. So you've got your <laughs> Clear Island whiskey, your Cookie Gin, your Connacht whiskey. They're all um, what you call like limited editions. So you're not even opening them. No, and you'll be searched on the way out. So don't, <laughs> e- so don't even think about it. Wow, this I'd say the- this is probably the most you spent time you spent here all week. <laughs> when I was coming in setting up the microphones for you before you arrived, I I think this is the first time I've been in the sitting room this month. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure. But you're more than welcome. You're Thanks welcome. Re- very much. The only issue I kind of have is the producer won't stop staring at me. Yeah, Cookie, stop. <laughs> Go to sleep, good girl. <laughs> She's fascinated by you. She's just staring at you the whole time. She can probably smell the cats off you. Oh, yeah. We were at Knock Airport on Monday morning. That was good crack now. Really good crack. Really cool. Really cold, Alan. <laughs> minus <laughs> minus two and a half, Alan. 
Um, so I get out of the car with my gloves on, my scarf on, my long jacket, and this idiot rocks up in just a blazer and a shirt. Like, what were you thinking? Yeah, I completely underestimated the temperature at Ireland West Airport. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was <laughs> like when we were holding that sign outside. Your little blue fingers. I thought I thought you were going to be like a mascot for Ryanair. By the end of it, you were turning blue. Right. In my defence, I thought we were going to go into Ireland West Airport, get a photo beside the sign uh, on the screen, and leave again. And I thought it was a five minute job in and out. Good luck. But it wasn't. Donald starts walking through the airport. I spot him with two high vis jackets and a big massive sign. Big news coming soon. And I'm like, oh, no, where is he going bringing us? You're an awful amateur. Like, amazing getting the photo in front of the sign. But like the, the scenery, the morning that was in it, the plane outside, yeah. the, the sunrise, it was, I didn't, it was ridiculous. He had to. I didn't sleep a wink on Sunday night worrying about the photo. Why would you get that upset do you honestly get it worked up like that all the time by photos i don't know why i just um i'm a worrier yeah it's not that i don't want my photo taken it's just that you love getting your photo taken i don't well i really don't but i just don't know why i didn't sleep a wink anyway and i completely didn't eat a jacket didn't even come into my mind i thought right i'm gonna wear that shirt i'm gonna wear that blazer and i'll be at the airport at eight o'clock and would you not always have a long jacket in the car just in case i'm not sure if i even own one Karen. You must have a rail in the back seat of your car, do you? The boot now, I'd have a few different ones. You never, like, there could be, you never know when there'd be a funeral, um, <laughs> like hopping out for a match, getting your photo taken. You have to be prepared for every eventuality. I'm more of a recluse now. I'd like to, I'd like to stay in the background. That's why it's a podcast and not a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> That's because neither of us look good in camera. Come here, I have good news for you. Okay. Uh, first of all, before that, thanks a million to Donald for, for giving us a full tour of Ireland West Airport. Brought us up to the tower. On the left of the tower, we could see the moon. On the right of the tower, we could see the sunrise and the plane taking off. And us at the top of the tower getting a photo taken as the plane takes off. Like, what a way to start the week. And I never realised you can see Crow Patrick from the tower of Knock Airport. So at the end of the runway, when the plane took off, you could see Crow Patrick in the distance. Oh, it was unbelievable. You were fascinated by your man that was driving around shooing the birds off the off the runway I was you'd love that job I'd love that gig (laughs) so there's a fella before the flight takes off a fella has to drive at about 200 miles an hour (laughs) up and down the runway (laughs) scaring all the birds and if there's a bird then he fires blanks or whatever into the air to scare them off I'd love that gig that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) just tearing up and down the runway (laughs) as hard as you can go I know he wasn't I'm sure he was taking it handy so what's the good news the good news is, I have a list here in front of me, right? Okay. I'm going to cover the numbers. They can't see you. And I'm going to show you, right? So this list is uh, 1 to 18 destinations. Okay. So it's all the destinations that Ireland West are flying to in across the UK and Europe this summer. You have to pick a number between 1 and 18, and Ireland West are going to send us to that destination to record a podcast. Okay. <laughs> can we not just fix it? Yeah, no, that's incredible. No. Oh, we yeah. can't fix it. No. No one can Come see on, us. Come a bit of crack. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, pick a number between one and eighteen. Nine. Nine. Are you serious? <laughs> what? Magicori. <laughs> they wouldn't let us into right. this. Okay, I'll let me let me okay. pick a number between twelve and eighteen. Let's say. Okay, <laughs> there's my the- first time picking. I'm going with the number fifteen. Fifteen, Milan. Yes, get in. <laughs> right, we're first going- time. <laughs> we're going to Milan to record. Jeez. Serious? Yeah, I'm not, wow. not mess. Genuine, real. Not only that, we're going to go out. We're going to wreck it, and we're going to see what there is to see and do out there. We're going to come back, and then we're going to send two listeners of the podcast to Milan. That's amazing. Bunny yeah. Conlon is known as the Milan of North Mayo, so I, I can't, it'll be like going home. 
<laughs> I hope I don't need a jacket. <laughs> I hear there are a few shops over there will sort you out. Yeah, so thanks a million to Ireland West Airport. Come here, how cool is it? That massive screen with our two big heads on it. Like now, at this point, you're like, you must be 90% famous. 90%? Yeah. I'd say 87, 87.5%. Where does that come out of? You've been saying that for a while now, all this percentage. Where does it come out of? It's, it's probably my followers on Instagram started it. Do you know where it comes from? Were you watching my stories that time the lady took the photo of me? No. Oh, stop it, Kieran. <laughs> That's where it comes from now that I think about it. Okay, so this will take a couple of minutes to tell, but I think it's, I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> So I pulled up outside this petrol station. So I'm just going to set the scene for you. The petrol station, the front of the petrol station is all glass windows from left to right. The whole front of it is glass windows. Okay. Then the forecourt is off to the left of it and the car parking spaces are right in front of the glass windows. So you're with me? Yep. I'm sitting in the car waiting for my brother to show up because there's a coffee shop and we were going in to have a coffee. So I'm sitting in the car. Now I'm there probably five or six minutes at this stage, but I'm sitting in the car outside the petrol station and a lady walks over to the window and starts taking my photo through the window. Now there's nothing behind me. There's There's actually no even car parked to the left of me or the right of me. And very obviously taking my photo with the phone in landscape mode and portrait mode. And I'm sitting in the car and I'm on my phone and I look up and I'm kind of going, <laughs> did she just take my photo? Was it a guard or something? I, was it a guard? Yeah. I don't know. I, so I didn't think anything of it. Uh, well, I did. I was thinking. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like I, I was thinking I'm not going to say anything because it was just a bit strange or maybe there's something else in it. I don't know. But then she came back a minute later and took another one. And I'm like, what <laughs> the hell is going on here? So she leaned over the windscreen and was just taking pictures in the window of you. No, she was still in the petrol station. Right. But she was right up against the window. Oh, okay. Oh, she was and the car her. was parked outside the yeah. window, facing okay. the window. So as she's looking out the window, she's literally facing me like I'm facing you right now. Okay. And she's just taking my picture and there's right. nothing else around. So when she came back the second time, then I started getting a bit freaked out. And I went in then to buy a bottle of water. Yeah. And not that I actually didn't have to buy anything. I just went in and I picked up a bottle of water. And I went up to the till and there was only one other person in the shop. And I went up to the till and I, and I paid for the water. And then I leaned into her really gently and I just said, do you mind me asking, did you... Was she working there? Yeah, she was working oh, there. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I only knew this when I went in. Okay. So I went in and I leaned in and I said, do you mind me asking, did you, did you take a picture of me there by any chance? Really? Yeah, nicely. Nicely. Oh, Karen, she went off the head. She stood back. Did I take a picture of you? Did I, did I take a picture of you? ha. <laughs> Uh, do you think you're famous or something? <laughs> and I turn around and the only one person in the shop is my next door neighbour from two miles down the road. Oh. <laughs> who used to work with my dad, who was out running, right? Yeah. And was so embarrassed that he turned around. When I, when I turned around to look at him, he turned around and picked up a litre of engine oil. Because <laughs> he, 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 didn't want, thing beside him. he didn't want to be involved in this. When he was only in to buy a banana, he was like, okay, what'll I do? Crap, shit. Okay, engine oil. Uh... And she started going bananas behind the counter. No way. Yeah. Do you think you're famous or something? Do you think you're famous? <laughs> Why would I take a picture of you? So I was like, all right, okay, that was grand. And I got really, really embarrassed. Of course. And he was there and he, he was embarrassed for me. On your behalf, yeah. And I was pure red in the face and I just had to get out of there. Yeah. So he was like, how are you? And I said, how are you? And I went out to the car. And then I sat in the car for another minute or two and I was like, this is crazy what's after happening here. <laughs> So she definitely took my photo. And when I went in to ask her, 
she went berserk like really loud so I went back in and I'd be the type of person if I went to a restaurant and the meal was crap and they came down and picked up the plate I'd be like oh that was lovely delicious yeah, yeah, yeah I wouldn't be a person yeah, that would complain yeah. but I went back in and I thought I, I kind of started thinking that's not right now so I went back in and I said uh, do you mind me asking is, is the manager around she is the manager <laughs> of course she is I'm like oh no well, do you, and I was like do you have a manager and she said, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, whatever his name was. And I said, would you ask him to give me a call? Yeah, no problem, she said. I said, <laughs> didn't take your number. Do you want to take my number? <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I took down my number. And what will I say it's about? <laughs> I swear to God. She said, what will I say it's about? <laughs> and I looked at her for a second like this. And I just said, thank you. And I turned around and walked out. And he rang me five minutes later. Didn't give two hoots. And I just said to him, um... I, you know, like I'm not being smart now or anything, but this lady was taking a photo of me and at the front door of your petrol station. And when I went in and asked her about it, she went crazy yeah. and made, made a scene in front of another customer. And I said, I'm kind of, kind of embarrassed about it. And to be honest with you, I don't really care about the whole making a scene out of it. I was just wondering why she want why she, why, yeah, exactly. why did you take the photo? What was it about? What was going on? And he said to me um, that it, there was something else going on in the forecourt and it had nothing to do with me. And there was literally, I was the only person there. So I went on Instagram and put the whole story up on Instagram. Yeah. And then I think that's where it came from. People started saying, oh, well, oh, you okay. must be at least 47% yeah. famous now. <laughs> and then everything I've done then between launching the gin or between having a, your photo on the screen, the percentages yeah. kept going up and up and up. So I don't know what percentage I'm at now. I think okay. it's around somewhere between 46 and and 85%. Okay, you're giving yourself a fair band there. Now. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we made the Western now, that'd bring us well up. I think or, so, yeah. 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 I'm more of a Mayo News man. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Speaking of being 85.5% famous, I hear somebody is trying to revive the Galway player, the character, the Galway player. Somebody's trying to take him back out of the closet again. I don't like that phrase, out of the closet. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I got a huge reaction to the whole dating thing. People I'd couldn't say. believe that I was on 27 dating apps. I'd say you did, yeah. They could smell the want, I'd say. Um, no, it was, I got a phone call from a radio station in Cork. Would I come on and chat? Some lady had got catfished, which, let's be honest, everyone gets catfished all the time on dating apps. And they Mostly were, lads. <laughs> why do you say that? Because it's just definitely mostly lads. In what way? In what way that I'd say 99% of, and now again, it's been four or five years since I've been on a dating app, or less, I don't know. But when I was on it last, 99% of ladies' photos were them going to a wedding. <laughs> Let's be honest here. They've spent four days getting ready for that photo. If they're getting married and you'd hope that they're <laughs> not using their wedding photo on a dating app. Because that doesn't work too well in my experience. No, I mean, going to a wedding, the majority, that's... I, I hear what you're saying. They look really well on the day. But what's wrong with that? So like most lads, it's either them in the gym, them with a, a tiger or a, a kangaroo when they were touring Australia. <laughs> or I don't know, a selfie of four of their chins. So, <laughs> you know, like lads aren't great on, on the... But tinder. all lads can do is hair gel or shave. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all lads can do in your case is not have any hair and never shave. <laughs> But you know what I mean? So uh, she would spend four days getting ready. The hair done, tan done, nails done, eyebrows, eyelashes, lips, everything. The whole lot, head to toe. And then you go to meet her on a date and she hasn't been to a wedding in six months. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Do you know I, I hear where you're coming from. Do you know I'm, from. I'm bringing it up is because I'm living through a friend of mine who's on a date, who's on two dating apps at the minute, and I am just two. Yeah, honestly, just two, and he's having great success with Hinge. He was telling me. Oh, but. Uh, I'm living through him at the moment and I'm going in and I'm asking him all his stories and he's going on these dates and I'm just dying to hear the next story. But he was saying to me that he's getting catfished quite a lot. <laughs> and he went on a date last week in Galway and he had to pick her up in Salt Hill. And this is no word. I'm not making this up. He said he went to pick her up. We're going to drive into town in his car. And he said when she got into the car, he thought it was one of her friends having a joke <laughs> that she jumped in beside him and said, how are you doing? And he looked at her for a second and said, oh, yeah, thinking <laughs> one of her friends jumped in. And it wasn't. It was her. Jesus. She was that different. Well, that's I'm just telling you if yeah. I'm telling you a lie, it's because I was told a lie. But <laughs> 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 that's what he said. Jeez. But it is interesting. Like, you know, there's, there's things that we all know about. And I get a lot of calls off people. Like, you know, everyone's our expert in like healthcare, virology, geology, different stuff. Like, to be known as an expert in dating apps isn't exactly the greatest <laughs> thing in the world, is it? Like, I'd have so many friends. Karen, I'm single now. Will you help me? What's a good one to be on? What should I be on? And stuff like that. It is absolutely mental. But look, I, I didn't go on in the end because, look, that's in the past. It was... It was a character. It really was. And it, look, and it ran its course. If I look back on some of the stuff now, I'd probably pure cringe over it. And even reading back on the book... It was, Absolutely, yeah. You know, but that was, look, it was great crack at the time. I hope I didn't offend anyone, but it taught me so much, particularly about social media and building a brand and stuff like that. So look, I had great crack doing that, but that's in the past. But no more than Pat Short being a character or, you know, and this was PJ Gallagher being a character. It, you were riding a wave as the Galway player. Exactly. I was yeah. doing something that no one was really doing at the time. Even... Like there was someone that tried to blackmail me before and they even said while they were blackmailing me, we've talked to a few people that know you. Apparently you're actually really sound in person, <laughs> but we're going to continue doing this anyway. And what and were they going to blackmail you for? They set up this, they found out who I was and they set up this Twitter account that ki- called Kieran O'Malley go a player or something. And they had photos of me and they were de- or tweeting. Photos oh, of you doing what? No, just normal pictures of actually who I was. This is before people knew. Okay, my face. right. Okay. <laughs> I thought. I thought. Oh my god, where is this going? <laughs> no, I'm boring. I have no photos like that out there. <laughs> so they were tweeting all these people that I'd interacted with, and they were tweeting. I had just started in the Ulster Bank at the time, and they were tweeting the Ulster Bank. Do you know one of your employees is famous? Whatever. And I got really upset about it. I actually went to the guards. And God bless them, they didn't understand. I don't, like, <laughs> are you famous? Not really, but I'm on Twitter a lot. Okay, well, should these things happen? Good luck. And I was freaking out because they were tweeting journalists, they were tweeting the bank and stuff like that. But ended up getting it blocked anyways. It was it was um, nasty at the time, but it was just, look, it, it, it was weird. But that was why it was so different and it was a character. Like, it was this guy that was amazing with women. And everyone that knows me knows that's literally so bad with women. This is why it was actually funny. So, bit of crack, but that's history. But yeah, I just think we'll have to come back to dating stories again because people were fascinated by that last week. Yeah. Especially yours. Especially mine. Well, no, that's what we'll have to talk about in the future. Your ones. My dates? Yeah. My future dates? Yeah. Um, I could be like, have an earpiece. You could have an earpiece and I can be kind of... Be like Angela Deck. Yeah. Tell her she's looking nice. <laughs> Hello, you're looking nice. <laughs> What's your earliest memory of national school? Oh, like everyone is always on about, oh, I remember this and that. I don't really remember too much. I remember being in a prefab 
And I remember there was this like, you know, one of them, they're supposed to be there for five months and it was there for 10 years. Yeah. And then there was a little <laughs> woods outside the back of the school. And there was one time when there was a mink infestation. And we, uh, yeah, there we had to. what? You know, mink, they're like little stoats or something. Yeah. They use bite. We were told you have to stay away because if they bit on your leg or something they keep going until they heard a cracking so you were told you had to have a twig and smash it crack a twig <laughs> but that's all i kind of so you had to walk around bunny Connor national school with a twig <laughs> <laughs> did well, you if you saw one coming you'd dive and you'd get one you know you'd hold it just in case <laughs> you'd like even get a twig <laughs> and did you have to do like mink survival classes <laughs> so all right kids so we're going to start today with um uh, the prayer the morning prayer and then we're going to go straight into mink survival skills <laughs> Does everyone have their stick? <laughs> Karen, do you have your stick with you this morning? Yes, miss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah, that was just for a while. I can't remember what class I was in, but... And did anyone ever get attacked by a mink? I don't think so. Not that I know. I suppose we were so careful and we had our sticks, so... <laughs> <laughs> we were like ninjas going around the schoolyard. <laughs> the mink went on to a different school. <laughs> yeah. we, need to, we need to go on to another school that's not as prepared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All these kids have sticks. <laughs> Well, were you? I say you were a terror in school. How was school like you? How dare you? What do you mean I was a terror? I was... Ah, you'd be a plague. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I had good crack in national school. We had two. We had two prefabs as well, like that. I think they were craned in for six weeks, and I think they're still there. Um, but I enjoyed national school. I had a go- I have good memories of it, and it's kind of strange because if you asked me where I was last Wednesday at twelve o'clock, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But I have. Very, one or two very vivid memories. Did you wear slippers in national school? <laughs> no. Why? Slippers like? Yeah, like ha- slippers that you wear around the house. No. <laughs> you're looking did at you? me, you're <laughs> looking at me like so weird. Did you go to school in Hogwarts or something? <laughs> no. What are you on about? So uh, on the way into the classrooms, there was a long corridor into every class and there was hooks all along the left and everyone had their name above a hook. And, and your smoking jacket and slippers <laughs> underneath it, right? <laughs> and your, your slippers were in this net bag. And the first thing you did in the morning, you had to come in and put your runners in the bag and put on your slippers. You weren't allowed into the classroom unless you had slippers on. And if you forgot your slippers, you had to go in your socks. Had you carpets or... Yeah, there was carpet in the class. In the classroom? Yeah. Oh, you were in a posh school. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was that posh. Maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, And then there'd be like... There'd be posh Fiona then that would have um, <laughs> classroom runners. So she'd have runners for outside and runners for inside. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That was peak notions That was then. peak. She is That's absolutely like. so rich. Wow. And they'd go on holidays to like Florida or even Spain. Wow. And we'd go to Westport House and in a scrown <laughs> beach. <laughs> and we'd be saying, oh, I spent last week getting a 99 and in a scrown and Fiona would come in with her runners saying, I was in Disneyland. <laughs> 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 so yeah, you'd no runner, you'd no, no. slippers. Well, that's uh, interesting now. That? Uh, yeah, we had. That's the first thing we had to put on slippers. And then the other memory I have is that I never done my homework. Right, and I believe com- that coming towards the end of sixth class at nine o'clock, the teacher would come around and check the homework, and you'd have to have your copies open. And myself and another lad, Declan, we'd run, to, <laughs> we'd run down to the bathroom every morning at nine o'clock. And sure, we thought we were so smart. <laughs> hey, come on, at nine o'clock, let's go to the bathroom. So he'd come but around. Did you not have to ask for permission? We did, yeah. And he'd let you out every time and then come down and you weren't there. Pretty much. I think he just knew. I just can't <laughs> be dealing with these two lads anymore. <laughs> and let them off. I think so, yeah. I just remember spending a lot of mornings at nine o'clock in the bathroom with him. 
and the two of us down there laughing, thinking, <laughs> this, this is a great crack. <laughs> huh? He'll never know we don't have our homework done. And then when you got your report cards, so did you get these report cards at the end of the year? No. In national school? Yeah, you get it no. sent out to this, you, you get it sent out, you get a grade for each lesson. She's no. Oh, stop it. Did you go to national school? <laughs> were you homeschooled? <laughs> is it, was it your parents that were telling you about the mink out the back? <laughs> No, I don't. They didn't do too much in Bunny Conlon extracurricular. No, no Ash, I was grand. I was harmless enough, so they were like, "Yeah." You'll so be they fine. sent out this report card, and I remember I, my mum has the report card somewhere in the house. I'm going to try and dig it out and see if I can get it up on social media. In the comments at the bottom was, you know, you'd have a comment like, "Needs to pay more attention," or, something like that. Yeah. Well, my comment was, "Takes punishment well." <laughs> <laughs> No word. What did that mean? No word of a lie. I can just imagine. Do you know the scene in James Bond where he's sitting on the chair (laughs) and your man is whacking him and James Bond just keeps laughing at him. I just imagine that was me every time I was getting a (laughs) hundred lines. A hundred lines. I'll have them done by six (laughs) o'clock. The comment was, takes punishment well. Jesus Christ. I'll try and... Mum has this... Who was your teacher? Christian Grey or... Mum has this box in the house of all these like little things. Achievements. Yeah, or not. <laughs> Non-achievements. I think she was keeping them in the hope that someday I'll prove everyone wrong. Fire a bottle of cookie gin into it, it'll be grand. <laughs> you know, like if I made her a, a birthday card when I was two, you know, this kind of stuff. She'd, ha- she'd have them all yeah, kept yeah. in a box. So I'll, I'll try and dig that out. But that's interesting anyway. So then like when you went into secondary school, did you cop on or what was it like in there then? What do you mean cop on? Like I wasn't a rogue or anything. I was only yeah, but like, you weren't in your homework at 11 years old. Like, that's not a great... I have one other path. story, actually. Of course you do. <laughs> in national school, we <laughs> Thank had... Thank God, it's a podcast. <laughs> we had this sub-teacher, and I had this little bit of blue tack one day, and I flung it up the class at somebody in the, in the class. I think it was Porrick Flynn. And I flung it over at Porrick, and, and me, like, we'd be good friends, yeah. you know, and he yeah. would have had great crack, and he would have flung it back at me. Yeah. And I remember the sub-teacher spotting the bit of blue tack, and it hit the ground. And she called me up and asked me my name and wrote a note home to my parents. Okay. And then, now that I'm thinking about it, we, we brought this note home to our parents. <laughs> Why, what were we thinking? Why did we do that? So she wrote this note and I, I took the note off her and brought it home and said, here, the teacher sent this home to you. You never read it, right? In hindsight, that was so stupid. Yeah, rookie. But when the note got home to my mother, it said, Alan was in school today destroying school property. Seriously, destroying. How, how big was the lump of blue tack? It was only a tiny little piece. In, but she brought me up and she said that it was going to go into the carpet and it was going to destroy the carpet. And we had to go replace all the carpets in the school because I threw a bit of blue tack at your man. And she wrote a note home. Posh and my car- mother thought I was in school smashing windows. And she she didn't believe me that it was just a little lump of blue tack. And I remember, I don't think my mother spoke to me for about six months. Jesus. And was the carpet the deep shag you have here now? No. <laughs> No, that old thin old carpet that you see in schools. So you were destroying property. That's what she said. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. Uh, it was one of the most serious things. Like I, I've done some things I'm not not proud of. Uh, in, you yeah. know, my parents wouldn't be proud of, like leaving school at the age of sixteen. Did but, you? But I remember that day. National school was it? That day, yeah. I I tried doing uh, six class six times, and I said, "No, I'm out of here. Good luck." <laughs> No, but I remember that day being one of the most serious days at home where mum was going for the wooden spoon like. Yeah. And I I got the wooden spoon first and flung it down the field. (laughs) That's a true story. There's about four wooden spoons in that field next door. Seriously. 
anytime mum would buy a wooden spoon, we'd fling it down into the field next door. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. Kids, I hope you're listening. Taking notes. Uh, we never really got it. We never got the wooden spoon, but it was always threatened. Find them. And even the thought of being threatened was enough for me to fling it down into the field next door. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I left school when I was about 16. So no, I didn't cop on when I went into secondary school. I just didn't. I wasn't one for homework. I wasn't one. And I, I was in the class and no, I just, uh, school wasn't for me. Definitely not. It was not for everyone. Oh, you left at 16, was it? Yeah. Was that, uh, you'd done your junior cert? Done junior cert. Did okay in the junior cert. And then um, in TY, just started going on the hop a lot. I was getting bullied a little bit. The hop? Going on the hop, like going on the... Mitchin. Mitchin. Okay. Yeah, we used to call it the hop. All right. So when I went into secondary school, I used to write my mother's. I used to write my notes. So if I had a note that I was going to de- the dentist, right? Yeah. The very first one I ever had, I rewrote it. <laughs> so the genuine notes... <laughs> so wow. In first year, right? You're, you're planning for the next five years in first year. <laughs> <laughs> the genuine notes that I'd ask my mother for, I'd rewrite them <laughs> <laughs> so, so that when I needed an ungenuine note, they'd know it was the same handwriting. Wow. So like if it was like Alan has to be go Alan has to go to the dentist at twelve o'clock today, I'd rewrite it and hand it in. You know it was if genuine. you put in that kind of effort academically <laughs> you'd have been getting six hundred points. And this was back like there was no social media and there was no texting. Yeah. There was no like we could get away with this in school. Okay, yeah. You can't now because the school sent out texts. So, and then I wasn't into sport or anything like that. And I wasn't in the cool gang and I wasn't in the good looking gang and I was fat. <laughs> and they used to call me Cannonball. What? Yeah, because I was the same height as I was wide. I was like a little ball walking through the corridor. So they used to call me Cannonball. I was like your man from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when he had that sweet. <laughs> Do you remember? And he blew up. Yeah. So I'd be walking down the corridor and the bullies would be singing faster than a cannonball. Where were you when we... Yeah. You in high school musical in secondary school. They'd all break out into this dance. <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> no, I'm only messing. But yeah, these... That's, okay, so you hated secondary school. Oh, I hated it. I hated Jesus. it. So after the junior cert, I um, started going on the hop a good bit. And then dad caught me on the hop one day. <laughs> and he was a guard. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So I had a motorbike. What? Yeah, yeah. At sixteen. Yeah, I used to wash cars. I started washing cars when I was fourteen in a bikini. And <laughs> <laughs> I used to wash cars every Saturday. Every Saturday morning, I'd deliver sandwiches from six o'clock in the morning till ten o'clock. This transit van, this guy in a transit van, would drive me around to shops, and I'd run in and out okay. with the sandwiches. And then from ten o'clock until six o'clock, I'd wash cars because he owned a petrol station. Jesus. And I was doing it for two pounds an hour, but the tips you'd get about two pounds of a tip. Okay. Of every car you washed. And I was so small that sometimes the hose would get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd be washing the car and sometimes the hose is so powerful that it would kick me back a little bit. And I, had to pretend, I was like wrestling with the hose. But I was a great little car washer and I was a great little worker. And I bought a motorbike when I was 16 for 2,000 euros. It was exactly 2,000 euros. I bought it up in Cavan. And I sold it 12 months later for 2,050 euros. <laughs> I was delighted. That's like one of my greatest achievements to have a motorbike for a year and set, and get more money for it. As your mother, that receipt in the box. <laughs> uh, once then I was on the hop and I came home from school one day and dad goes to me, um, how was school today? And I said, yeah, grand. Was it? And I said, yeah. I'm going to ask you one more time, he said. How was school today? And I said, school was sound, dad, yeah. 
And he said, Alan, I'm asking you, were you in school today? And don't lie to me, yes or no. And what did Alan say? I was. Yes. <laughs> I was in school. It was probably more of like a Kevin and Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I was in school, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, you never believe a word I say. Um, and he said that I was reported overtaking a car going into Westport at one o'clock. <laughs> so somebody rang the guard station and said, some young fellas after overtaking me coming into Westport like a lunatic. And it turned out to be his son. <laughs> And I was supposed to be in school. And that's how he knew I wasn't in school that day. And I had been on the hop like, I don't know, 10 or 15 more days before that. But it all went downhill from then. And then I packed in the school. Wow. Yeah. And went working. I went doing a carpentry apprenticeship. Well, that makes sense looking around this living room. (laughs) How'd that go for you? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I never saw much timber now, come to think of it. There's a lot of wheelbarrows and shovels <laughs> and uh, things like that. So I went doing a carpentry apprenticeship. Dad went to the owner of a, a construction company in town and he said, will you take him in and will you work the shite out of him for a week? <laughs> and on Friday, he'll want to go back to school. And when it came, came around to it on Friday, uh, Dad said to him, how did he get on? And he said, you know what? Maybe school wasn't for him because he's a great bit of stuff. And I just loved it. I loved the work and I loved mucking in. But I remember the very first day they put me on top of a scaffolding. <laughs> and I was afraid. I'm afraid of heights. I'm still afraid of heights. Oh, Jesus. Uh, they put me on top of this scaffolding that was three stories high and only eight feet wide. It wasn't like wrapped around the building. The scaff- oh. It was just like a little piece, a little section of scaffolding. And I had to drill a hole through this big massive concrete slab that took the whole day. Like it was a big, it was a big job. (laughs) On your first day. On my first day. And I was at the top holding this drill. And if you weren't holding it, if you weren't holding it tight enough, it would like spin you around in a circle. (laughs) It would spin you around. And I'm an Ishkither. And I'm holding on to the drill for dear life because I'm terrified that I'm going to fall off the scaffolding. And that's the only reason I held on to the drill as tight as I did because I was so afraid that I was going to fall off the scaffolding. But it was better than going to school. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I would have done anything Anything not to go to school Growing up I always wanted to be a guard So it was hard to For a while it was hard to accept That I'm going to leave school And I'm not going to be a guard But now I'm glad I'm not a guard I couldn't imagine you being a great guard <laughs> Why? You'd be doing Instagram stories Here I'm arresting you for this Will you smile there? Come on we'll do it you <laughs> No I don't think so But uh, I'm glad now I don't think it's a great job I think they have a tough gig. Oh, jeez, I don't know how they do it. Um, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Well, obviously, like, given my soccer ability, I knew I wasn't going to make it at that. <laughs> I don't know. I never really thought about it. I went to... You never uh, wanted to be something. Like, you never went through no. school saying, I'd love to be a fireman or I'd love to be a postman. No. It was always football, but I was useless. So Did you want to be a footballer? Yeah, I suppose. Right. But I knew that wasn't... So what did you do then after school? Um, I actually got offered I remember I got offered The civil service What does that mean? I got offered The civil service I applied to Be a civil servant What does that mean? In an office? Yeah An office job Oh you'd love that And it was on the week Before I was to start college (laughs) And See I could have been All grown up And sensible Have kids And a a mortgage Mortgage All that kind of Married No I said I'd go to college And to be fair College was the best Eight years of my life um, Eight years Yeah I was literally The opposite of you <laughs> Are you Are you a brain surgeon <laughs> I've never failed An exam in college um, <clears throat> No I was in The students union For three years In GMIT in Galway 
and right. one year over the west of Ireland. And what was the other five, USA. four or five years? Ah, there was a master's and there was there was college like as Ireland stuff. <laughs> it's got yeah, cracked now. I wish there was a video because you just you just put your hands <laughs> up and you say, it was college like. Yeah. You're like so. Were you um you were the student president for a while? Yeah. How many years? So vice president in Galway one year, president <laughs> and then Western area officer. So I was over every off or college in the west of Ireland. So you used to be going around to them. I remember one day we had a meeting in Letterkenny IT at nine AM. So I left the house in Galway at four AM, got there at eight, half eight, and the boys turned up at two o'clock for the meeting. The boys in Letterkenny were out in the piss all night. <laughs> So I was asleep in their office waiting for them to come. You were like the West of Ireland Van Wilder, par- <laughs> party liaison officer. Long time ago, long time ago. Eight years in college. Yeah. And look that at you now. crack. Huh? <laughs> sure, after college I went managing a hotel. So I had done business studies or marketing in college. And my first job out of college was managing a hotel. Oh, you'd want to be after eight years, you'd want to own a hotel. <laughs> you'd want to... You'd want to Which set I up never, a catering I, college yourself <laughs> after being eight years in school. I had never worked in a hotel though. My first day I was like going around, how do you do, how do you set a table? Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, that, no, that's good. And what way would you make a cocktail? Yeah, I like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you were going around saying, uh, show me how to set the table and they'd set it. That's exactly how I would yeah. set it. Well done. Well done. Now, next, show me how you make the bed before I show you how I make the bed. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like we're the same person. <laughs> Nailed it. Well done. <laughs> and would you would you go back to college now? I don't have the attention span. Like, could you imagine trying to study now? Like, social media just wasn't... Well, yeah. uh, Bebo was coming in. There was a big thing at the time where they had to stop it in all the in the IT labs in the college. And there was all these ways around it. So I used to be good mates with the IT lads. So for people who don't know, Bebo was like one of the very first social media platforms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just after MySpace. But literally, there was a computer room in GMIT, say 200 computers on it and there was one day I walked through it and there was one lad that wasn't on Bebo he was actually studying <laughs> everyone was on these so then they had and did to they all beat it. him up yeah <laughs> <laughs> did they give him a wedgie <laughs> were they asking for love give me love on Bebo or yeah, I'm gonna give so you a wedgie sh- <laughs> <laughs> so someone's job to go and see what you know ways around so you couldn't go into directly into Bebo so there was these kind of circuit breakers to get around it so it was one of the lads in the IT centre's job was to go onto everyone's computer check what they were doing take it off and then block that website and keep blocking all these websites wow yeah no one will understand that now half our audience won't understand that but yeah no. I, d- I often think about it because when I was my earliest memories of school uh, secondary school were in coming towards the end of junior cert I remember one of the lads got a phone and everyone was like, geez, your man has a phone. Do you know? Wasn't it so much easier to be in school when you had no social See, media, and no phones and no texting? And you'd go to the disco on Friday night and you'd shift someone and you'd be praying that they'd be there next Friday night because you had no way of contacting them. Well, my biggest one was, <laughs> my biggest reason that I'm so happy there was no phones around when I was in college was that I dyed my hair pink one night. For some reason, <laughs> we, the, the boys in the house convinced me. Is that why you should get all <laughs> Frosted tips. And Mark Ryan from Cross Line was, I know what I'm at. I'll do this. And he was putting this red in and red. And I could see all this pink stuff dripping down. And there was two girls there at the time. And they were like creased laughing. They were wetting themselves. I was like... And he was just massaging my whole head And I was like This is not This is not frosted tips Right now And he's going No it's grand It's cool It's class It's class And um, yeah I went up to wash it out And like the shower Was just covered in pink stuff And my head was complete Like (laughs) like, It was two thirds pink And then a bit of brown Or whatever 
And for some reason, they convinced me to go to the pub that night. With pink hair. With pink hair. But there wasn't one photo of this. A girl came in the far <laughs> side of the bar, and I, I can still remember now. She came in and she goes, fuck me, pink. Because <laughs> she saw this hair. But the next day, the girls got one of their cousins, who was a hairdresser, to come over and dye my hair brown again. And did it go brown, though? Did yeah, it? yeah, ish. The, it was a lot of different Was it like colors. painting the wall? You had to do it two or three times. Yeah, to get yeah. It, back was, to... it was shocking because we tried to do it ourselves. Then they had to bring someone over. But can you imagine that oh, now? No. That, like, how there was no photo of that. Now, it's burnt into all our memories of anyone that was there. Yeah. Thank God we didn't have phones around then. Did you go to many teenage discos? Never, no. Couple never? Fr- I never went to N17 or any of them. Did you? Never. No, I was really awkward until I was about 40 odd. <laughs> and what age do you know? 40 odd. <laughs> no, come here. You've met, ne- like, honestly. I went to Froiga discos, but I didn't really. You never like went that. to, like, the Mantra or no. the N17 or the no. Cartown and Carrigan Shannon? Jeez, no. Really? I hated all that kind of stuff. I never had the confidence. Yeah. With people. Did you? She were really up and then. I went to a few, yeah, but like, I didn't do any shifting or anything like that um, because obviously I was. Heavy and I had no confidence, the same as you. But um, your friends would be there, like, and they'd all be telling you their stories. And then the odd time you'd, you'd like, pretend, oh, yeah, yeah, I was in the I shifted seven. <laughs> now, did you? I didn't see you. Yeah, because I was so busy shifting. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't shift any. That's interesting that you'd never been to a teenage disco because that's all we lived for. Like, all we lived for was a teenage disco at the end of the month or the end of the week. I football for me and that was it was like oh I can't have a match this was always my excuse I was so awkward around girls like I was like I am now really it's interesting isn't it because when you look back you see the lads like there was the real there was the cool gang and the cool lads and the good looking lads and they could have had anyone they wanted and then there was like us us <laughs> who was well I, I can only speak for myself but there was me then and I, I was like very very late to the game oh same like absolutely very late yeah and they had a serious number of people shifted by the time i shifted my first one <laughs> do you know oh, i'm the exact same it was so and i suppose you thought you were so odd at the time but there was lads like you all over the country and girls like you all over the country in the same place but it's but just, i don't know do you think about it back then well, you don't so you don't realize you think you are the oddest person in the world I don't know though, but it's like when you're being bullied in school, you don't think you're being bullied. It's just another day. You're just like, you're just like, oh, that was a that was a crap day, wasn't it? But you don't think I'm being bullied and he's a bully. Well, I didn't anyway at the time, and it was the same at the discos. You just thought, I'm just not great at this crack, but I don't think I overthought it too much. Yeah, no, I would have said I'm so out of my comfort zone here. I don't know. I would have, yeah, realized. I remember there was a lad in my class that had a leather jacket when he was like 16 and we were going to teenage discos and I thought like a leather jacket is something like a 30 year old would wear <laughs> and I just thought this is completely ridiculous <laughs> you know we're there in our umbro jackets or whatever kind of jackets we had shell suits <laughs> yeah and this fella was going to a teenage disco in a leather jacket and he probably would have got into the over 18 she was probably from Belmullet do you ever play football against them lads when you were younger and they'd have full beards like they'd shave on the way out and they'd have a beard <laughs> by the time the game ended and you're like big hairy legs in them and you're <laughs> 14 year old young lad looking up at these he has to be playing senior must be the milk down there (laughs) listen I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast if you did tell a friend if you didn't tell absolutely nobody we're back again uh, next week thanks a million to Ireland West Airport for sponsoring us as always and in the coming weeks we will be sending two listeners to Milan 
And uh, in the meantime, Karen and I will have to go and recce and find out what there is to see and do out there. So keep uh, following us on social media at Alan Clark Official on Instagram, at Big News Coming Soon on Instagram, and at Karen O'Malley 81. Keep sending us your messages. And uh, we really appreciate all the love and support and shares and DMs. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch reviewing of our show homes, a brochure, or for more information. Let BRB Homes take the stress out of your build. Check out brbhomes.ie.